0: Looking for a unique online gaming experience? Well, Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer games are changing the way people play online in New Jersey. Broadcast live from an exclusive studio at the Golden Nugget Atlantic City and streamed directly to you, the player, on your smartphone or your laptop, Live Dealer creates a true casino floor experience online. Play blackjack, roulette, bakra. All these are available seven days a week from 5 p.m. to 1 a.m. live in real time on New Jersey's most innovative online gaming site. The dealers even have their own unique personalities, talking to you as they deal the cards. It's almost like being in the Golden Nugget in Atlantic City. As long as you're within the New Jersey limits, you can play wherever you happen to be or on the go. Get started today at GoldenNuggetCasino.com and take part in the newest and most unique online gaming experience a casino can offer. Golden Nuggets Online Live Dealer, truly the next evolution of online gaming. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey only, problem gambler, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: you know what cheers me up what rolled up aces over kings.
2: ladies and gentlemen boys and
1: girls
2: the house of
0: cards today the game is different with author and professional poker player ashley adams
3: okay we have some skill hello listeners this is ashley adams your host for the next hour bringing you House of Cards. We have two guests. Our first guest is primarily an author. Her name is Joan Destino. She has written a novel called River Card. And then we're going to talk with a woman who has a very interesting, perhaps a unique career path. She's trained as a doctor, went to medical school, became credentialed as a doctor, but didn't become a doctor instead became a professional poker player. But, boy, what a wicked smart professional poker player she is. We're going to talk to her. Her name is Jacqueline Moscow. And then we'll have a mailbag segment. So stay tuned. We will be right back.
4: This fall, forget about the leaves and start raking chips. Join us for the Borgata Fall Poker Open Tournament Series, November 8th through the 23rd. Test your skills during two weeks of checking, raising, calling, and bluffing your way to the top spot. Be one of many to win big in the East Coast Premier Poker Room. With over 35 events to choose from, including No Limit Hold'em, Deep Stack, Bounty, Survivor, and Pot Limit Omaha borgata fall poker open begins with the half million dollar kickoff and ends with the one million dollar guaranteed championship event make it a night winter getaway package is available book now the borgata fall poker open tournament series november 8th through the 23rd the perfect season to bag a whole lot of money and it's only at borgata hotel casino and spa in atlantic city complete tournament details available at the borgata.com Must be 21 or older. Online gambling available in New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. And you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep. And that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong. The hotel rooms here are very comfortable. But some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And right now, MyPillow is offering a special four-for-one deal. You get two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere travel pillows, all for the price of one MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913, click on or mention Radio Listener Special, and use promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, at checkout. MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and hey, you can even wash and dry it. You deserve a restful, deep, comfortable, and like me, healing night's sleep. That's the radio listener special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS.
5: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. Animany.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order.
0: You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky you
3: are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you
1: think you are?
3: Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams, and you are listening to House of Cards a show about poker and everything connected to poker. Uh, You know, I travel a lot for poker, and uh, just about a month and a half ago, I was out at the World Series of Poker. I was there for the Colossus kickoff event, and while I was there, what I always do when I go to Las Vegas is that I call my friends Jan Fisher and Linda Johnson, who are, well, they're bigwigs in the poker world, unlike me, and typically, Linda arranges for a lunch, with friends of hers that I I sometimes know, sometimes I don't know. And this was one of the occasions when she did that. And at lunch, we're all bragging about what we did, and I'm talking boringly about what I do. And I met this woman who is a poker player and an author. Now, I don't know how she plays poker, but I do know how she writes, and she writes up a storm. Her name is Joan Destino. She has written a poker novel called River Card that I am partially through. I won't lie to you. I haven't read the whole novel yet, but I'm eager to. In fact, I almost wanted to blow off this interview so I could finish the book because it was so engaging. And we have her here now. Joan, are you there?
6: I am here, Ashley.
3: Well, welcome. Where are you physically now? We're talking on the phone. So where are you?
6: I am physically in my home, in my office, at my desk where I am. Become the most creative. It's where I wrote most of this novel, and where I spend my time trying to market it a little bit.
3: What city so are I, we talking about?
6: We're in Las Vegas. Oh, I live right here in town. Right.
3: Terrific. Now, your book starts off in the Mirage. Is that where you typically play?
6: Not these days. But the book, the the novel that I finally. Uh, settled on a a storyline for, takes place in the 90s in Las Vegas, because I, in my experience, the 90s was a very exciting time to be here in town, and so I left the, the main part of the story in 90s Las Vegas. At that time, I did play at Mirage almost exclusively and in those days i would come and stay weeks at a time and play five six days a week uh and so a lot of the experience and a lot of the description in the book comes from that time that i spent playing seven card stud in those days at mirage
3: so you came to las vegas where did you come from
6: well, I, am well, from the East Coast originally, but my husband and I moved to California in 1970 to the L.A. area. Raised our family there. Started coming to Vegas soon after we moved there, but just as you know, young, broke, tourists. And uh, I didn't enjoy slots or blackjack, but I sat myself down at a poker table and I was hooked. And so since the early 70s, I've been coming to Las Vegas and playing poker as often as I could. When my kids finally got old enough, we bought a place here because my husband was tired of paying Mirage and buying Mirage stock to keep his investment in place. And we bought a place here in uh, the early 90s, and I commuted back and forth between our L.A. home and here. But my husband retired 11 years ago, and we've been here full-time ever since.
3: What is it that prompted you to want to play seven-card stud in Las Vegas instead of playing in California in your backyard where there were great stud games?
6: There were great stud games, and I did play there to a certain extent. But I enjoy the entire experience and the milieu that I feel when I come to Las Vegas and I didn't get that in, at, at the, the casinos in the LA area. I did go there, but I enjoyed coming to this town. I enjoyed getting away from LA and poker has always been recreational for me. As I've said several times at a poker table, thank God I married well because I don't do it for a living. Uh, And I just decided early on that I would make the effort to play most of my poker here in Las Vegas.
3: Well, I remember remember back in the early 90s, which is when I started to play seriously and started to come to Las Vegas. And from the day the Mirage opened uh, until the Bellagio opened, the place for poker really was the Mirage. Uh, I remember with the two levels now, of course, they're in a new room after having been closed for a few months. But I remember that place very well and very fondly. Did you ever meet any of the celebrity players that would hang out in that room?
6: Well, meet them, I, I didn't play at that level. I was there the day they opened Mirage. I was there for the opening of Mirage. I was also there for the day they opened Bellagio. So I've been involved in Vegas poker rooms for a long long time Um, I was certainly aware of many of the players in those days they had a, a little sort of elevated part of the casino of the poker room where the larger games were and I would see them coming and going and as you mentioned earlier being involved with Jan Fisher and Linda Johnson gives you an entree into the part of the poker world that I don't you know, I wouldn't be in, involved in if it weren't for them.
3: Right. So we'll be right back.
1: So when we brought him home, we didn't realize that Bear, the rescue dog, was actually sick. He had very flaky skin. He was dropping a lot of fur, and LeVette wanted to do steroid injections, special dog food. Nothing seemed to work. So I've been hearing Dynovite on the radio for years.
6: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000.
1: It never actually crossed my mind to try it until I was just at a dead end. And then it finally sunk in. Oh, you're talking about hair and skin. And all right, <laughs> I'll try it. Well, it took probably six weeks. But after we started using Dynovite, no more flaky skin. He doesn't scratch and itch. And he started to put weight on. It was... <laughs> It was awesome. He makes us feel like we saved him. Every rescue dog in America deserves Dynavite for 90 days. I wish that we would have started the Dynavite right away. It would have been so much easier.
6: 859-428-1000.
2: D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com.
6: Theater 5 presents A House of Cards.
3: Are we cool? Not really. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. I want just our listeners to know again, we're talking to novelist Joan Destino, who is also a poker player. Did you have a profession before writing and before playing poker?
6: Well, as I said, I married well, so that 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 took care of a lot of it. Uh, my background is uh, I got a degree in high school English. I taught while my husband was in law school, and then retired to raise our family. And um, but in the uh, '80s, I had always had a a need and a and a wish to write to creatively write so i got involved in the writer's program at ucla and i have done some editing professionally because i connected with a few people who knew my abilities and uh so i've done a little of that but basically uh my life has been one wonderful vacation so that's my professional
3: background tell us about the book now um it's a significant book. I presume it's your first novel, but I don't know that it is. How did you go about putting it together? And uh, tell us a little bit about the storyline. Okay,
6: uh, it is a the motivation for writing the novel. It, it comes from a couple of different uh, parts of my life. Uh, I've always been very interested in detail and scenery and uh, watching people and comparing people. And I found myself making notes in my head all the time, and so I started writing them down. So now I had some material about what it was like to be in Vegas and how uh, the poker world appeared to me. Um, At the same time, my father was diagnosed with cancer, and decided he wanted to talk to me about his life, including the times that he was in Europe right after the war. And I knew, but I came to to be very aware that my mother and I were the first dependents to go to Germany after the war. And he and I talked a lot about that period of time, and it was a very interesting time for Americans to be in Europe. And Particularly in Germany, right after uh, the uh, in the occupation, so that appealed to me, and I put together the beginnings of a story about a child in Germany at that time, an American child, and then I could combined it with the experiences I was having in Las Vegas and a need to put them together with a theme, and the theme is looking for independence. And so poker is the metaphor for a child who becomes a woman who needs to find her way in the world, and playing poker is one of her uh, challenges and becomes her, her escape from the, from life but at the same time teaches her how to deal with her life so the book is a combination of several things and being in the writers program at UCLA and and being accepted into their uh, advanced program helped me a great deal but I always put off finishing it because life was comfortable and I wasn't hungry to sell it and uh, it took me a long time before I found the discipline to sit myself down, because writing is a very solitary kind of activity, and I basically am a very social kind of person. But that's how the book came together, and um, that's why I finally got it finished just recently.
3: Okay, let me ask you this, because, you know, I read a lot of poker stuff, and uh, One of my uh, criteria is that I want poker to be more than just a throwaway appendage uh, in a book so that I can really dig in. If you were to give a percentage of the book that involves in some way poker, either people are playing poker or people are talking about it or they're in a casino and there's a poker game going on. What percentage—and this may be impossible to quantify—but do your best. Uh, what percentage of your book would you say is really involving in some way poker?
6: I would say half. Wow. Fifty percent, because the wow. story in the 90s—it's a novel within a novel—and the, the interior novel takes place in World War, right after World War II. The the 90s part is mostly set in the Mirage with a few little transitions to other places. But because I use poker as a metaphor for the arc of the main character, uh, she plays a lot of poker. What I had to do, and this is partly getting input from different sources, one of which was the writer's program at UCLA, which was emphasizing how to write a sellable novel. And they said to me, you know, be careful about the poker because you don't want to make so much of it about the technical end of poker that people who don't play poker will not be interested in it. So I worked a long time on combining poker and play and particular hands and how the characters play those hands with explaining and describing it in a way that if the reader wasn't a poker player, they didn't get lost.
3: Fair enough. I think that's hard to do. I know that um, I write, you know, dozens and dozens of articles a year. I've written hundreds, maybe thousands And my wife always says, can't you write something ever that I can understand? Because I do get into the technical stuff, which is why it's so different from a novel, where you have to be able to have a storyline that is clear and intelligible with scenes that are accessible for the non-poker player. Uh, Let me ask you this, Joan, and I don't want to pigeonhole you. I am curious though, most of our listeners, not all of them, and maybe there's even a sizable minority, but most are men. When I hear of a woman writer, I want to know, is this a chick novel or is this something that guys that are poker players are going to be able to get into as well?
6: I think it depends on the guys and who are poker players. Uh, I truly believe that I've written a story that is compelling, and it's not a, you know, I didn't write it as chiclet. It certainly isn't in any way a romance, although there is, you know, there's some sexuality in it.
3: Oh, good. Gratuitous sex. That's good.
6: Well, it wasn't too gratuitous, and (laughs) and some of it is pretty deep and dark but it's a it's partially because i wanted to contrast the play of poker the you know the the life of a poker player with something very very dark and so there is some some more serious material in there but as far as a man is concerned It's the story of playing poker in Vegas. It's the story of a person. It happens to be a woman, but a person who becomes addicted.
3: Well, I've appreciated you coming on, Joan, and I look forward to talking to you again.
6: Thank you, Ashley.
3: Okay, listeners, stay tuned. We'll be back after a short time out. Hi listeners, it's Ashley Adams, and I wanted to take a minute to talk about My Pillow. I'm sure you've seen or heard the commercials about this hugely successful product made in the USA. Sleeping well, I've found, contributes to playing poker well, and I can tell you that this pillow, My Pillow, which I've been using, has helped me sleep longer and more deeply. And now My Pillow is offering a 4 for 1 deal. You can get two My Pillow premiums and two Go Anywhere Travel Pillows all for the price of one My Pillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913. Click on or mention Radio Listener Special and use promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, at checkout. MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and you can even wash and dry it. MyPillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation. That's the Radio Listener Special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code So what are you waiting for? Call HomeBesters today. 866-I-WANT-UGG. 866-I-WANT-UGG. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to let you know about a newspaper in the New England area. If you're looking for poker tournaments or the latest promotions at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, Twin River, or if you want to find out what's happening in Las Vegas, Atlantic City, or other casinos around the country, then I recommend you check out New England Gaming News for all the latest news, events, and hot casino action from around the region. You can do that in one of two ways. You can either pick up their free copies at gambling venues throughout New England, or you can visit them at www.thenegn.com and sign up for exclusive specials and promotions. That's www.thenegn.com. The N-E-G-N T-H-E-N-E-G-N dot com The New England Gaming News New England's only resource for complete casino and poker news
0: Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me or even from Jersey but live somewhere else Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of November 28, 2016. The Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board fined Bethlehem Sands Casino over $22,000 for using mixed decks on the gaming floor. Allegedly, twice last year, the dealers mixed red and blue decks of cards together and dealt approximately 194 hands. Once Sands officials noticed the mistake, the cards were removed from the tables and the incident was reported to the Gaming Control Board. Las Vegas has opened its first casino in six years on the strip two weeks early. The Lucky Dragon Casino is a 27,000-square-foot Chinese-themed casino with 300 slot machines, 37 table games, and five restaurants. The centerpiece of the casino is a a one-and-a-quarter-ton giant glass dragon chandelier, which the management hopes will bring its customers good luck. And finally, speaking of Vegas, the city has announced the color scheme and the name of its new NHL franchise. The team colors will be steel gray, gold, red, and black, and the team will go by the name of the Vegas Golden Knights. The Knights will play their home games at T-Mobile Arena starting in the 2017 season. Finally, Vegas can bet on a team of their own. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio.
4: This fall, forget about the leaves and star-breaking chips. Join us for the Borgata Fall Poker Open November 8th through the 23rd. Test your skills during two weeks of checking, raising, calling, and bluffing your way to the top spot leading up to the Fall Poker Open Championship featuring a $1 million guaranteed prize pool. Qualify online at BorgataPoker.com. Available in New Jersey only. For complete tournament details, visit the Borgata.com. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Card player
6: Gambler. Skolmo, you'd like.
3: Welcome back everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. We occasionally have really smart guests, and this is one of those <laughs> times. We have Jacqueline Moscow, who is both a doctor, Dr. Jacqueline Moscow. She is a professor, and she is an experienced and successful poker player. Jacqueline, are you there?
2: Hi there. I am here.
3: Could you uh, just fill our, fill our audience in on your background, both academically and poker-wise?
2: I went through about 11 years of higher education, Um, And went through medical school and never practiced medicine, so I have been playing poker cast games for a living for about two years, and I volunteer as faculty at the medical school that I went to, and uh, still stay involved in medicine and conduct research.
3: So let me just make sure I got that correctly. You went through medical school, graduated... Decided not to become a doctor, but instead to make your living as a poker player. Do I have that right?
2: That is correct. <laughs> um,
3: that is correct. Why? And what do your parents think about this?
2: <laughs> I think my parents just want me happy. Um, it's multifactorial, of course, but um, this, this lifestyle, this is what works for me. And I think I probably am contributing more now that medicine is not you know, my source of income. Into uh, you know the world that I might have been if I was a part of the organized system of healthcare, so I get to kind of study the research topics that I'm interested in, and I wake up every day and I read medical news and i I read the studies that interest me and I work on that stuff, and my income comes from poker
3: so where chiefly do you play? I know Florida is one of the four states that is filled with poker rooms. Where do you chiefly right, play yeah.
2: There are a lot of poker rooms in South Florida. Uh, my primary card room is the Hard Rock and Hollywood Florida.
3: Ah, I've played there so, many times. It's a very nice room.
2: Yeah, I'm probably there like maybe five five nights a week. Um, what, what, usually, game night. <laughs> what game would I tend to find you in?
3: What uh, game would I tend to find you in?
2: No Limit Hold'em. Um, I usually play 5'10, but uh, sometimes there's really great 2'5s, 2'5 two-five deep sec. Uh, lately they've been getting a 5'10'25 going. So
3: Terrific. All right, so. You wrote this article, what scientists have learned from studying poker players. It has five chief points. Why don't you take us through it and tell us what scientists have learned from studying poker players?
2: Sure. I was, let's see, last summer I was out in Vegas, um, to play the cash games during the series. And I was in my hotel room one night and I was on a, a like a journal, um, search engine for medical and scientific studies. And, I thought, hmm, I wonder what would happen if I plug, you know, some poker keywords into this. And I wonder if people have, in the academic world, studied poker or studied poker players. And I immediately found a lot of studies where poker players were the subject. And I started reading them, just kind of for my own entertainment. And while looking through them, I thought, I bet a lot of poker players don't know these studies exist, because I'm finding them in, like, academic journals. Departments of psychology, business schools, places where people are studying poker sort of as a model for complex decision making, but not putting these studies out, you know, for the poker, the poker player to find. So I wanted to put together a little review that um, that would be accessible uh, to poker players. So I published it in Card Player, um, and it's also available online right now on Zach Elwood's website, which is. I, I think it's pokertells.com
1: <laughs>
3: Alright, well why don't you um, I mean, players can go online and read it at CardPlayer, yeah, but can why don't it. you touch on uh, the five high points, the five subjects that you ha- highlighted. I think they're all interesting. So the first one was, sure. for most tight is right. Why don't you explain that, <laughs> although it's pretty self-explanatory.
2: Sure, yeah, it's sort of what the poker books have been telling us for for a while now. <laughs> um, there were team of sociologists at Cornell um, who decided to uh, data mine uh, data from poker tracking software. So because of poker tracking software there's vast amounts of data on poker out there and it's waiting to be kind of studied. So um, they went through and they looked at I believe Mm, 27 million hands, Um, I just had to reference (laughs) of poker. And they kind of uh, divided the players into the standard uh, playing styles of tight aggressive, uh, loose aggressive, um, loose passive. Um, And they looked to see, um, you know, who had what type of win race and how many big blinds or 100 hands were players making with different playing styles at different levels of the game. And they found that the vast majority of people who were playing a loose, aggressive style were significant losers online. Um, however, there were you know, a handful of people who were loose, aggressive, who are you know, amongst the biggest winners as well, which is kind of, again, something that is consistent with yes. what a lot of uh, great poker authors have written about or speculated is the case. And they found that um, the, the, many of the biggest winners online had a tight, aggressive playing style.
3: Yeah. Well, um, it's interesting that scientific fact backs up what we have generally presumed and uh, been taught in the poker world without the data to prove it. Uh,
2: exactly. Yeah. So
3: right. I, I want to. Um, to this
2: and I was like, just you know, thinking about you know, Clancy and a lot of the other great authors and the books on my bookshelf that kind of alluded to these very notions. And now there's someone that's gone through the data of millions and millions of hand and shown that it is the case online.
3: Right. I was curious about the second main point that you observed, which is that tilt may be exacerbated by being watched. Tell us about that.
2: Sure. Um, so there were some cognitive scientists who did a study where they – it was kind of an interesting study design. They had some people – um, participants read read a story about having a significant other who cheated on them <laughs> and then they had another group read a story about like a, a nice date and they this is like a lot of times in psychology world uh, studies are designed uh, to mimic uh, real life and so they were trying to you know so to speak put players on tilt perhaps by having them read something that would be like emotionally upsetting like being cheated on um, and then they had, uh, a, they had these like animated eyes at the top of the computer screen while these people were playing poker, and they found that when the eyes were there, <laughs> people that were you know in the group that had read the tilting story were found to tilt even even worse and play even worse than people who didn't have those eyes.
3: Interesting. I'm not sure I understand the connection of reading the story of somebody cheating on you and somebody having a good relationship with the part of the analysis that has uh, eyes focused on you but it's interesting to me that's that show what shows that people who were being watched tended to tilt more uh,
2: right well the study design you know maybe leaves leaves a little bit to be desired um, and it wasn't a huge a huge study. Uh, group the it wasn't done on a huge number of players or anything, but it was just a notion that they wanted to put out there so that other people could maybe explore it further. Um, I think that they the, the these eyes, the animated eyes that they used in the study, had been used in like previous studies unrelated to poker, and had they felt uh, were like an accurate way of um, representing being watched, and so that obviously has some implications. Um, you know, for those that maybe play online versus live, and of course, a lot of players that maybe aren't used to playing at like a televised table, and then they're put in a situation where now their play is being televised, and now they're being watched, and maybe um, they don't anticipate how that will affect them. And right, that's interesting. It may. <laughs>
3: Uh, the next point, I think, is self-explanatory. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but just mature self-analysis comes with experience. I think we all know that, and uh, the Finnish scientists that worked on the study concluded the same thing. But the next one I found very interesting, which is we err on the side of overestimating our own strength. Now, when I've played with relatively new players, I have found that a lot of them tend to be much more timid than their cards justify and that they're afraid of those dragons under the bed the horrible monsters that uh, other players might have but this this concludes differently tell us about it
2: sure i believe in this study they actually had a study the the participants were all people that were considered experienced and i think they defined that by having played you know a certain number of hours online for a certain period of time so they were people that Uh, were regular poker players and and not new to the game. Um, I see. Although they weren't all necessarily professional. Some of them were just recreational players that put in a lot of hours. Um, They found that players were, especially when their hands were weak, overestimating the strength of their hand. And that's kind of consistent with a lot of studies in in psychology that have just over many, many decades showed that people tend to, you know, overestimate themselves. If you were to give 100 people at random, you know, the question, are do you, are you, you find yourself to be, like, more intelligent than average? I think it's, like, 95%. I
3: get that. Uh, let me ask you a, a personal question in a way. You are a scientist. You are a medical doctor. At least you've been trained as one. And you're a poker player. Have you ever thought about doing any scientific studies of your own, or have you actually done any?
2: You know, if, if you play poker for a living, it, it kind of all does boil down to data analysis, in one way or another, even if it's not uh, in an organized manner or something anyone else will ever see or publish, like or you know anyone that's doing this is constantly you know looking into their own game and looking into perhaps especially online if you have uh, hand histories available. Um, everything in life is data analysis. I think.
3: I think that's that's actually a very interesting perspective. You know, a lot of people with your background who are professional poker players would probably start. Uh, writing material that they designed themselves or get into the field of poker coaching or applying psychology to help professional poker players. Do any of those things interest you?
2: Right. Yeah. I've had a, I've had a few different um, poker coaching teams approach me about joining them. And I, I was strongly considering it for a while. I I write, I write down a lot of the content, you know, that I that kind of comes to me about poker and things that I might publish one day. About poker, but at this point, I, you know, I've made the decision that for now, I just want to spend my time like putting in hours and working on my own game. I am a little bit Type A, obsessive, and if I were to become like a coach or, or a poker author more full time, then that would become like one of my primary focuses, and then that would take you know, time away from, right. you know, putting in hours and, and working on my game and, and well, also the medical work I do. So.
3: Well, I think that's a very good note to end on. Doc, Dr. Jacqueline Moscow, I've really enjoyed listening to you and I look forward to reading more articles from you in the future. Thank you for joining us.
2: No problem. Thank you.
3: Okay. That was Jacqueline Moscow, Dr. Jacqueline Moscow. We're going to pause and be back quickly, listeners. So stick around. We'll have more House of Cards.
4: This fall, forget about the leaves and start raking chips. Join us for the Borgata Fall Poker Open Tournament Series, November 8th through the 23rd. Test your skills during two weeks of checking, raising, calling, and bluffing your way to the top spot. Be one of many to win big in the East Coast Premier Poker Room. With over 35 events to choose from, including No Limit Hold'em, Deep Stack, Bounty, Survivor, and Pot Limit Omaha. Borgata Fall Poker Open begins with the half-million-dollar kickoff and ends with the $1 million guaranteed championship event. Make it a night. Winter getaway package is available. Book now. The Borgata Fall Poker Open Tournament Series, November 8th through the 23rd. The perfect season to bag a whole lot of money. And it's only at Borgata Hotel, Casino, and Spa in Atlantic City. Complete tournament details available at theborgata.com. Must be 21 or older. Online gambling available in New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler.
0: Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards, and you know this show keeps me busy traveling around the country. Do you hear all that noise behind me? That's a casino floor in Atlantic City. Even though I'm around all this excitement, I still need a good night's sleep, and that's why I bring my pillow everywhere. Now, don't get me wrong, the hotel rooms here are very comfortable, but some of their pillows aren't the best for my back and neck. That's why my pillow is a must for me when I travel. And right now, MyPillow is offering a special four-for-one deal. You get two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere travel pillows, all for the price of one MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913, click on or mention Radio Listener Special, and use promo code CARDS, C-A-R-D-S, at checkout. MyPillow comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee, a 10-year warranty, and hey, you can even wash and dry it. You deserve a restful, deep, comfortable, and like me, healing night's sleep. That's the radio listener special at MyPillow.com or call 800-319-7913 and use promo code CARDS.
5: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right. AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code BABE16 at checkout, and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code BABE16. That's B-A-B-E-16 at adamandeve.com.
0: This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. Everybody is to leave here immediately this cafe is closed until further notice clear the room at once how can he close me up, up on what ground i'm shocked shocked
3: to find that gambling is going on in here you're winning sir oh thank you very much everybody out at once oh. I love that scene from Casablanca. It's so, so subtle. Uh, (laughs) um, Everybody, I'm Ashley Adams. In case you didn't know, this is House of Cards, and uh, this is my favorite segment, the mailbag segment. I'm in studio with my producer, Dave Weishaddle, as we are every week. What do we have this week? Well, first we have our snazzy new Party Poker baseball hat. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, cool! Thank man. you, nj.partypoker.com. It's legal in New Jersey. It is. I hope so. I, I think I was on there every day. <laughs> no, but uh, we have them because Party Poker was nice enough to give us a bunch of them. So anyone who sends in a question or a comment gets a Party Poker.
3: Well, well, it has man. to be a qualifying question well, to comment, right? Yeah, I, mean, I know. Like how are you? Thing, fashion, like, <laughs> <laughs> how do you spell your name? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> all right. But, well, what do have, we have? And if you have a question, it's info at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. Our Twitter address is at hoc radio. You can leave a question for us on Facebook or call our hotline. And leave a message at six zero nine four seven four four six two seven. Say that one more time, Dave. Oh, all of it. Okay. No, no. Say the phone number. Again. Oh, okay. Six zero nine. Four seven four four six two seven. I hope it's, people it's a will weird, call it. It's a weird number because I think when Doug, our executive producer, and my brother got it, I think it was it spelled out something. Doug didn't it? What did it spell out? It, it spelled out H O C
3: R. And it's a prime number. It it is okay.
0: Well, all right. I'll take your word for I
3: it. I don't know, but I figure <laughs> now people will be looking at it really closely to make sure. Yeah. So. What do we have? Well, a
0: couple weeks back in our mailbag section, you said you were going to Arizona. And uh, we got a question from Nick from Carterville, Illinois, who listens to us on WGGH, Monster Radio. And he's going to the Phoenix area in a couple weeks and wanted to know if there are any good places to play.
3: Well, that's a very good question. And the honest answer is there is a gray market for poker, that I was not able to tap into. These are rooms that are quasi-legal. There have been a number of them shut down. They are not on reservations. Uh, We had a guest who talked about them. I don't remember his name. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. But it used to be a thriving mom-and-pop kind of industry all through the state. But according to this guy who runs a blog and who has a, a website, Uh, The state is in league with the legal casinos, the Indian reservations that he describes as extortionary in the rake that they charge. I wouldn't go that far, but that they are going out of their way to try to crack down against these not quite legal places. Um, So I haven't played in them, but there are a lot. Mm -hmm. And if he has anybody he knows, he should try to find one, I think, because they sound like the rakes are more reasonable. That being said. There are a number of Indian reservations, and I've played at a few of them. I find the rake to be a little high. It's like $5 maximum instead of $4 maximum. But compared to the rake that I paid in Japan, in, yeah, right. in Korea, and in India, and a lot of places around the world, it's certainly not extortionary. It's I would describe it as a little high. There's a but, but wonderful no, game. But no hot towel, though.
0: No No, hot towel. Uh, Listen to our mailbag about his uh, Japanese trip and go get that joke.
3: (laughs) Um, Casino Arizona Talking Stick is a wonderful big room. Uh, There's a new poker room manager, a guy whose name I forget, but he's a wonderful guy, runs a very good room, a lot of games, a lot of game variety, a lot of players, and uh, I would recommend it. There's also... Uh, Fort McDowell, that's been there a long time. They don't have nearly the action. And there are a few other places. If you go on thepokeratlas.com, you can find all the places. That's up in the Phoenix area. Down in Tucson, there's Desert Diamond. There's Casino del Sol. Um, and actually there may be one other one, but those two have regular games, and I would, again, go on thepokeratlas.com and see what's going on.
0: Are these relatively close together, or, I mean, could he hit two in one day? Oh, yeah. if One isn't oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The
3: Phoenix Rooms, uh, and I'm forgetting the third, the, the one that's really the rival to Talking Stick, I forget. He'll find out as soon as he goes to thepokeratlas.com. And Fort McDowell, you can play in all three. There's also a few smaller rooms up in the uh, Phoenix area, also within 20, 30 miles. Uh, Tucson is about an hour and a half to the south. Uh, You can certainly do that also in a day. But if I were only to play in one place in the Phoenix slash Tucson area, I'd go to Talking Stick and play there. Uh, If you had a couple of days or if you wanted variety, try any of the other ones out, and I'm sure you'll be fine. Is that it? we done? That's it. We're Doug, done. I think we're done. Thank you, everybody. We'll be back after a quick break. Stay tuned.